You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. It's VI. And this is Factors TV. We're back at it with episode 25. 25, I think. Yeah, yeah quarter century, man. Shout out my, my you, dude, Sal. Sal, man, and chill A-Rap around here. And we got boy Shay in the building with the, uh, what, we got the camera again, man. We're going crazy, Shade man. Shay to P. Yeah. Shay Long. <laughs> he was born in France, you guys didn't know. He's a black Frenchman. <laughs> nah, we're back at it for another good episode, man. A good week, man. Thankful to be here. Appreciate all the support. All the support. Converge is, you know, uh, recently a governor's board Emmy award winning company, man. Black media does matter. If you didn't Emmy know, you do. boys. I'm gonna say it every time because um, a lot of people don't know and people that do know, you're gonna have to really just get used to us uh, expressing ourselves because for years to come, man, we're gonna be here. We we'll continue to bring this stuff, man, and hopefully the town continues to support. Um, VI, what's going on with you, man? How you feeling? Uh, I'm still enjoying my image success and my new portfolio, uh, uh, my new headlines and my bios. Uh, nah, man, just I've uh, been chilling, man. Enjoying the on and off weather, weather we're having. That's what I'm doing because I hate hot weather. So when it got cooler, I was like, yeah. Yeah, nah, the sun, the, the sun literally said, uh, you guys are complaining too much. I'm going to go take a break. So it's been probably about a week. They say it's going to be 75. My type of weather. Party cloudy. And I mean, I like hot weather. I like the sun shining, man. I'm a tropical Negro, okay? Tropical Negro, all right? So, man, uh, the weather's been iffy and uh, everything else. But other than that, though, everything's been good. Yeah, man. Weather made me think, man. I was a, I'm a descendant of a, of a slave from somewhere because I hate the heat. <laughs> Not even funny. I hate the heat. I hate jobs too. I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm definitely a descendant of a slave. Like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm not doing this shit no more. Oh my God. It's in my blood, man. They got the labor out of my people. It's in his heritage, man. It's ancestral. <laughs> For real. You know what I'm saying? What's going on with you though? Uh, nothing much, man. Just moving and grooving, man. Uh, rocking with life, man. Writing my manifest book 369. If you don't, you should. Um, I just been working on healing and working on growth. So still in school, man, handling my business, man, knocking these grades out. Summer, summer semester is killing me. Um, this quarter is kicking my, my ass, but, um, I think we're going to be good. We're going to be ready. Uh, when it comes for fall, I should have a couple classes left. Then fly to Ohio where my school is and get my walk on. You know what I'm saying? That's dope as fuck, man. For real. Like so, I yeah. told you going back to school cause I can't do it. So. Uh, maybe I will, but you're doing it. So I'm proud of you. Cause Thank you. Not this Negro. We're not right now. I appreciate that, man. It's some, it's some dudes that uh, just came out of town that ain't, ain't got to worry about school, man. They ain't got to worry about nothing. Talk about man. the NBA draft, you man, know, the, the Seattle draft, you know what I'm saying? Seattle draft, you know, the Metro NBA League. draft happened, uh, this past weekend and, um, everybody was worried about one, two, and three, which was a uh, Shaq Holmgren, Jabari, uh, what's his name? Smith or Parker or something. Jamari Parker. I can't remember his last name. And uh, Paulo Banchero, who was from here. And uh, honestly, Paulo in Seattle stole the show because I think it's the first time we had top. We had three in the top 24, top 25. We had Paulo Pangero, um, Tari Eason, yeah, his I name. So, yeah. And then we had uh, Marjan. Marjan Bochamp. Bochamp. Yeah. 
And um, all Washington natives, man, all kids from the Puget Sound, man. How you feel about that? Oh, man, it's real big because I always talk about the Metro League, let alone the Seattle and Washington State pipeline. And just goes to show you, like, we're that deep in the draft. Like, there's, you know, and I'm sure there's other places where people spread about. But as far as the connection that Seattle has with basketball, Rotary, high school, Metro League, for, for three people to be there representing, you know, in their own ways, they all went their own routes. You know, a lot of people are mad because none of them, we you know, went through UW route. But, you know, we know Paulo went to Duke. Uh, Tari went to uh, LSU. And Marjan, he went through JUCOs and he was G League. The, yeah. G League with yeah. the Ignite. Um, so it was just dope to see the Seattle Connections take their own route. Because, you know, Marjan's respectfully from Yakima, but he came through Seattle, you know, the ball out. He got connections there. His dad got connections there. Um, but it's just good to see it just tie in, you know, yeah. and everybody, you know, has at some point they, they, they met, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's just how small Seattle is, but we're doing big things, especially in the basketball field. You know? Killing it. It's been a season um, of winning. I'm going to shout out my, my guy, Mike Dugar. He works for Seattle Seahawks. He's a reporter. He just won um, Young Reporter of the Year. Uh, they just had a conference down in um, Oregon, I believe. Um, a lot of different reporters there from ESPN. I'm talking about it was big. He got some pictures with some great people. So, Mike, Doug, I want to shout you out and show you love. Just real quick, not to get off subject, but Seattle's just winning. That's why yeah. I thought about no, it. Seattle is Seattle's sure. winning right now. And um, he's a young reporter that's doing his thing. Um, but, yeah, as far as NBA draft goes, man, like, we've always been pro-Seattle. If you know the Twins, you know we're pro-Seattle. So, we've always highlighted people who come from here and who go to the prof professional league and – I can I can say honestly for the past maybe almost 20 years Seattle has put people into the league consistently. Oh, it's not been more than 2 years went by with someone going to the league. You know, so actively right now UW has 10 people in actively. Actively right now. UW alone has 10 yeah. people in and that's as far as being homegrown talent. Yeah. We have tons of people from here, people you didn't even know of or came and think of that's from this area from Washington state if not Seattle. So um it was just Amazing because this is the time where it's like highlighted. They had to look at Washington like these three kids who went in the top are from. Yeah, they are. We've been doing this. And they look at the resume. They look at the history. And they're like Jason Terry, Nate Rob, Brandon Roy, Tony Roden, Aaron Brooks. A lot, Rob. A lot of, you know, they the start. Doug Christie. Doug Christie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Adam Morrison. I'm talking about we got history of great players Earl coming Knight. from here. Earl Knight, Doug Ren. I mean, we yeah. can do this all day if you want to. Seattle's a pipeline and it's a mecca now. Um, and they have to respect it. They have to. Um, Jamal Crawford, man, like one of the probably one of the dopest basketball players that come from here with the lengthiest careers other than Jason Terry, you know, winning at every level, high school, college and professional. We just got greats from here, you know, who are leaving marks in the game that will never be forgotten in Seattle. If if we understand how great we are, like these basketball players do, then they were unstoppable. You know, it, it took mm -hmm. people creating programs, creating camps. Now you see the kids that was at these camps 20 years ago that was at these camps 15 years ago they're going to college into the league now so you got to think about what you're doing in your community and how it's helping people in the future because basketball has been being heavy here so long that everybody from back in the day was doing the camps doing the giveaways you know doing the training camps and all the skills and look what's happening now man we're mm -hmm. producing heat for real yeah no we are like it, it definitely was a system that was built and i'm proud of that system by you know everybody uh who participate in it because it's really, we're really putting on, like, like everybody's winning their own ways. So I'm proud for everybody, man. Uh, speaking of winning, the BET Awards just passed by. Did you take a look at it? I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched like a little bit of it. I didn't watch enough. any. 
No. <laughs> um, I got to see the highlights of it. I, I definitely would have to watch the Lifetime Achievement with uh, Puff Daddy. And that was cool to see because um, he's he's matured a lot. He's grown a lot. Like he's openly, openly like apologizing to people and while he's getting his flowers, giving people their flowers. Um, he, the, the highlight of the, the night to me from what I seen was Shine performing with I heard about that man he came out man and the energy went crazy you could tell people weren't oh yeah I gotta watch that weren't expecting that and um and shine still cold as ice man but he's really on a different level now he he didn't cuss he changed the words around it still flew it still flew like he's still uh, yeah, the he's, rap. He's, he's, the, he's the the president vice president the president like, or Belize yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um no nah, no nah, that, that's one thing I really heard about you know all the women were in line talking about how um Diddy gave Cassie a shout out, you know, and Carisha's right there holding the sign. I'm like, no, it's it's a career, it's a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's not. About, it's, it's not about the girl he met last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's gonna shout out somebody who's there in a dark time, you know, in his lifetime, you know. So, and he had a video montage for um, Kim that passed away, right? Um, the twins' mom yeah. and uh, young little Sean's mom. Um, they did a video montage and uh, it was beautiful, man. You could tell he was really emotional. And just like you said, it was lifetime achievement. So he gave people that was important to him during a certain time love. And Cassie for sure was in his life a long time through different changes, you know, the new millennium and then music holding changing. her hostage. Oh my God. <laughs> he was holding her hostage. Oh yeah, he was holding the hit. She, she was his concubine. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I mean, same thing he's gonna do with Carisha too. He's just, he's an old Negro who don't be tied down. You Man, know? He, they say he giving her 250,000 a month. I'll be a side piece too. <laughs> also glad you don't got a poon, man. <laughs> you don't need one. <laughs> Real, I would two hundred fifty thousand a month. But yeah, I'm gonna uh, check out the awards. If um, anybody got to see him, hit us up. Let us know what you thought because um, I didn't get the chance to walk, watch the full thing. I watched different, and highlights. I'm not going to. So give me highlights. And I got to pick through what I wanted to see. And um, honestly, the puffy uh, tribute for his lifetime achievement award was dope. So I'm gonna catch a little, little bit more of it later. Um, other than that, man, what's going on? Side note, Puffy, when he did that uh, I'll Be Missing You song, he didn't go through um, <laughs> the artist. What's, what's his name? Sting? Sting. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go through Sting. Got his ass stung. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. So he makes so he gets zero proceeds. I just thought about that song. Yeah, nah, Sting was like, nah, man. You ain't gonna just sample this and nah, make a hit no. and then uh, pay nah, me nah, my he got baby. His money. Um, nah, but I was gonna say, we're talking about celebrations. Seattle Pride was this weekend. Okay, that's what's um, up. So I think they've been partying all week. I got some people who Man, they've been partying all month. Came in town. Yeah, a month. Oh, yeah, don't really don't know. They don't know. <laughs> like they really have been partying all month. But um, what do you think the significance is of Seattle Pride? Um, to be honest with you, I think as far as pride, pride goes, and you know what I'm saying, that community, they're more I would say out loud supported now. But they I think they've always had a place in the space. In Seattle, it might have just been more underground, but we've been here our whole lives and we know that they always had certain places or certain things. Um, Seattle, like, embraces all, loves all. And it's kind of, you know, it could be passive aggressive with certain groups of people. But I think when you're a minority, which makes you the majority, you continue to flourish and grow. And like right now, Seattle's at a place where it's like embracing everyone and anyone who is of the city and who puts love into it, whether you're black, brown, yellow or white, or whether you're gay, straight, trans, whatever it is, there's a place for you in Seattle, which is actually a good thing to and be able to come here and be protected and then also grow and evolve. No, that was my thing about it. I think it should be a, a big, a big, 
a big spectacle here because Seattle was like the first place to let you be you and also accept you. That's why, you know, when they, it's, it's, it's like when they passed the marijuana laws, we were like, all right, you know, been smoking here. You know, when you pass the gay laws, it's like, okay, you know, been here, yeah, but you know, you know like, what I'm saying? So thanks. That's why I think it's so important because Seattle is always, we're behind in some things, but we're always ahead, you know, when it comes to, you know, whether it's regulations, laws, like different things happening. We've always, always had our foot forward in it, no matter whether we were out there in the public eye or behind the scenes. Cause like I said, when, you know, when the laws passed, it was like, you know, I mean, it's changing across the globe, but here it's been accepted and fully backed and supported. And I love to see my people who feel how they feel and, you know, are who they are, enjoy themselves. You know what I'm and saying? And also, it's an inclusive thing, too, because there's a lot of people who aren't gay, you know what I'm saying, who go and enjoy the the events and all the things that's going on. I see a lot of um, a lot of families going, a lot of friends going. So it looks like it's really a good time that's not just specifically about um, exposing, you know, the lifestyle or the life choice, I should say. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of... It's kind of just enjoying to see people happy naturally without having to worry about any problems and also meet people they would never meet. Because like I said, there's yeah. a lot of people who aren't going that's gay, that's, that's running into people and meeting, making friends. And it's just good, you know, that Seattle is uh, protecting people and actually let them have a good time. The wildest thing was that Dub C reported, which is one of the highest, uh, the biggest profiles on Instagram for Seattle News. They said that um, basically the committee for uh, Seattle Pride was like, they don't want the police to police it. And that was like, you know, I, I put a comment on that said, they're, they're the real gangsters. You guys are the biggest gangsters. Because mm -hmm. you're basically just letting them know like, hey, we don't like what you guys do, what you're about, and we don't need you around to govern us. Um, we'll be all right. And from what I heard and remember and know of, everything was all right. So that's one thing that stood out to me is that they were like, nah, we don't, mm, we don't need you guys. You know, and that's big. You know, that's real gangster. So. No, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Um, there's been a big thing about podcasts and, you know, people doing them, everybody having one, men having a safe space to talk, men need to shut up. Like, it's been a whole bunch of things said. What do you think about the popularity that comes with podcasts now? Everybody either wanting to do one or the platforms that are created, you know, for them, you know? I mean, I know it's a business lane, but what do you think about it? Um, I think it's when it's someone who can talk and create conversation and dialogue and have different topics and, I think they can contribute a lot to culture and society. I, it's amazing, you know, but it's a lot of people, as you know, um, we've been doing podcasts for years now. Um, I think that people misconstrued it with just talking. Everybody think they got something to say. Just, you know, we, we sit around like we do. We, you know, we talk to either Sal or Shay, you know what I'm saying? You know, and we, we just having these conversations and people think that is really all it takes. And no, you really have to have charisma. You have to have, you know, vocabulary. You have to have some type of personality. Yeah, people who want to hear what you want to say. Exactly. Have substance. So everybody just wants to be in front of a camera or on a mic because every time we do something, you know, it's always someone that can do it too, you know, and if you could do it too, you would have did it a thousand times over. Um, it really takes a lot of work, but I, I'm glad that it's a lane that's more popular now because when I was in high school and after high school, podcasts were kind of like, what? You gonna sit and listen to a lecture? You gonna sit and listen yeah, to times a- Times change. We're sure. not about to, what, man? I need a video. Give me a visual. So I'm happy that's as big as it is, but I need people to realize it's not as easy as they think it is. And you really got to work hard and stay consistent because like I said, we've been doing this probably five, six years. I've, I've been, I haven't, well, yeah. It's like six, maybe six, well, yeah, seven off, years off and on, and off and, and on, and, and then consistently, consistently for a while. So you got to just be prepared to really uh, go hard at it. Um, 
I know you, I mean, you've always been good with speaking and stuff. How do you feel about how big it is now and the impact it has on the industry? Um, well, I said, I mean, it's dope for people to have a space to speak because we all have different outlooks and insight, but it's the difference between having something to say and just wanting to be an Aaron. And a lot of people just want to be an Aaron. They want to hear themselves talk. Like a lot of people just want to hear themselves talk. Um, like, like they want to come on, you ask them what they're going to talk about. They don't got nothing, no subject matter, you know, no business. <laughs> they just want to come on and that's not how it works. But <laughs> seriously, you know, I, I love, you know, we have platforms for people to express themselves, but you have to have something to express, you know, whether it's insight for somebody else, knowledge about a system, a product, like you have to have something to offer. People just be want to be covered up to cover up. And you got to want to naturally, I mean, cut you off, but you got to naturally want to do it. You got to really want to do it. Yeah. Just like with us doing it, like um, nobody was trying to do podcasts here. Even O was like, man, like, from the beginning, you know what I'm saying? He knew we was already doing one, come over here and do it. There's not one person that was asking O to do this stuff. And now it was like, man, keep people away from me. Because now the, <laughs> Emmy, now the Emmy's here, it's like, man, everybody wants and, to be. And, and that's why I said when I did one of my Emmy posts, yeah. um, basically was that we had um, like this, we started out with modeling, you know what I'm saying? TV shows, like so many, we did Cotton in the Middle. We did so many things like in front of the camera. This isn't just, you know, this is our beginning. Like we've been, extras in movies and stuff like just different things where this is our first run of media, you know, but now you're seeing, you know, the years, like this is years and years of being in front of camera, you know what I'm saying? Document it. Like we have VHS, VHS tapes, you know what I'm saying? Of <laughs> Seriously, you know, so telling our age, man. So I think it's dope because it, it does help you pick up your timeline and like music and media is forever. And that's why I appreciate it. Unless my, you know, destroys all data, da, 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 da. But, it's forever. Music is timeless. You know what I'm saying? Videos are timeless. Vlogs, podcasts are timeless because you can go back, you can listen to them. You know what I'm saying? You go back, you can watch it. There's people here who are recorded, you know, who, who aren't here who are recorded, who you can go back and see if you want to. So I think it's dope how it's blowing up. I think it needs true passion, you know what I'm saying, to really want to do it. Other than that, you're just going to be recording just to say you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? And, and sponsorships. That sponsorships help a lot. Um, doing business with podcasts, uh, you didn't realize until the pandemic happened how many people listen to stuff. So, like, I believe that, you know what I'm saying, helping a, not just speaking for me and bro, anyone who is having substance, having motion, having a following, get behind them and, you know, promote whatever it is that you want to or the ideas or lifestyles that they're promoting, the culture they're pushing, because podcasts mean a lot. And, uh, in, the, and in the pandemic, it showed us that people sitting at work at home, wherever they listen to it, they drive it and listen to it. That's really when it I could. That's really when um the numbers spiked on the podcast me and Reese was doing. Like it went from six, 700 plays a week to like five, 6,000 during the pandemic. It was crazy. So it's just showed that people need to keep going and more people are, are luring to listening to podcasts rather than just watching it, you know, uh, visually or listening to music or something like radio station. But I definitely love it, man. I'm glad that it's going. I'm glad we're a part of it, especially being in Seattle. So we should definitely be a part of that moving and explosion when it does. No, yeah, somebody uh, gave us a shout out. Said they checked it out and heard some stuff they didn't know and got to learn some facts. Uh, they gave a shout out. So oh, my uh, girl Tamika, yeah, yeah. she should. She said so that thanks. was dope. You know, yeah. to know people listen to it, but to for to put it out there is like okay, somebody's listening. You man, know? shout out to Tamika so. for real, for real. You definitely you support us, Tamika, and all the listeners and supporters and yeah. people who shared and who celebrate with us through this Emmy. Um, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back and uh, finish t talking about some deep discussions. I think it's gonna be deep. I'm trying not to be too goofy, but. They're going to get deep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. Welcome back. We're back um, with more discussions, more topics. Um, I've seen this panel on multiple uh, spiritualhealing.net, the Shade Room, of course, uh, different websites and Instagrams. And they had a panel and it was talking about parenting, especially in the black community. And the kids was on there and they're saying some things and the adults had some pushbacks, but they also got to see how the kids feel. Where do you feel like we're at as far as parenting goes in the black community and where it needs to go or does it need to go backwards or what like, like, you know, what do you think about the parenting in black community? Um, I think honestly, it's been a great place, especially in our generation and generations after. Um, I think the kids have a lot more freedom, a lot more support um, than we did. But uh, I think we enable them to be themselves because I know in our generation, in my age, a lot of a lot of parents were more strict and more trying to form you to be somebody and be this certain thing and walk this lane when in recent years and, you know, some years back, kids have been um they've been able to be themselves, you know, find who they are and grow through life and not have to worry about confirming who their parents or grandparents want them to be. So I honestly think that uh, it's in a good space right now um, in the black community and parenting and stuff. It's just, I think as many of us, it is here, we're not close knit like it used to be because uh, being in Seattle, I mean, to be black in this neighborhood, everybody was your uncle, auntie, mom or dad. You get your butt whipped wherever you was, or it's just real, was really tight Twice like in that. one day. Yeah, so I think as far as raising our kids, I think we're doing great in the black community, but as far as being close knit and together, I think it's just been a little more um, dissected. You know what I'm saying? No, I was watching it and the kids was like, they were saying some things their parents really didn't agree with, but they had to hear him out. And I think that's what's changed since back then. Cause you know, first of all, us growing up, you couldn't, you didn't have a voice. You know, it was like, I said what I said, shut up, you know? So right there, it shut down. That's why either you were outspoken or you weren't, you know? And then I feel like, you know, things change with generations. Like my grandma's generation, they, 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 they just wanted you to join the service. You know, like if you enjoy the service, you weren't doing nothing. Then my mom's generation was like, if you ain't going to school, you ain't doing nothing, you know? And now the kids, if you ain't, if you ain't doing whatever you want to do, sports yeah, or yeah. TikTok or whatever, you know, you ain't doing nothing. So I think it's changed throughout the years yeah. where, you know, like I said, you know, like we going to join the Navy, like join the Navy. <laughs> Saying 95 fam. <laughs> Trying to entertain. No, so I want to be an entertainer. What yeah. about that grandma? <laughs> everybody laughs at it. Everybody laughs at it, didn't support it. So I just think that it's at a time now where we are allowing kids to be themselves and find who they are and grow to be outstanding people. Even our generation we have, but we had a little more direction as far as, hey, you're going you're gonna to walk the path of being a lawyer, but you might fall on being this or following, but you're going to walk the path of being a doctor. We had to walk in line with something. And um, me and Ronnie was the ones that said, no, we want to do parties. It wasn't joining no service for no ranges, Hang with... I wasn't joining the service for no Camaro, man. <laughs> Shout out to my, I got people. Man, sign up right now, get this challenge, nigga. What you talking about? <laughs> the SXT. <laughs> nah, I, uh, I got family <laughs> with a wide body kid. I, you know, I got family. I got family who's served, you know, lifetimes. I got an uncle with two purple hearts. Two purple you know, hearts. Shout out to my uncle Al. You know, 
he was a gunner and got blew up on the side of the road, basically lost intestines, ligaments. So I'm not knocking the surface at all, but yeah, I was serving something else while I was serving this country. <laughs> we'll serve something else while we serve this country. Bet you that much. Nah, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's terrible, man. Nah, man, that's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> this country ain't served us. Hmm? My brother. <laughs> Think, my brother. We Step outside the paradigm. We didn't land on planet rock. <laughs> Plymouth Rock landed rock. on us. Anyways, look, check this out. Speaking of parenting, there's been this video going around the internet about a man who's bringing his child lunch. Seems like okay, right? But the catch is, is that he has a child by a woman with three other children, and I believe his is either oldest or youngest, can't decipher. His 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 was fed. <laughs> and so there's an issue of the woman waiting for him to come one of the days that he's coming to expose him for only bringing food for one child when she has four. It's been an uproar. It's taking a lot of people's times, a lot of people's imagination. Well, Facebook's it's a free internet. If you're paying for your internet, I mean, it's taking all your, your data up because this has been a topic for the past day and a half. How do you feel about it? And this is my, my only thing between men and women with me. Men, we deal with probability. Women deal with possibility. And that's my problem with this situation, with the Russell Wilson Sierra situation, because women are being realistic. Like, first you want a man to do for his child, then he can't, then he can't do just for his child. But everyone's not gonna be the same. And that's why I was saying with probability, you might find a man who's gonna do that. But if he does it, he's not obligated to. And and like and that's my issue with it. You know, everyone's forcing him to do something that they want him to do. You know what I'm saying? But it might not just be him. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be. The next guy could be like that. Like all expectations are all made from social media. You know what I'm saying? Like social networks. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's not going to be saying, you might, like somebody said, do you expect Mariah Carey to buy all of the Cannon kids food? Would you pull it for the twins? Like, you know, make it make sense. Everybody's not going to be the same, but to put this on everybody's back, like, Hey, you're not a man. If you don't buy it, I'm not my kids. You know and my daddy, shut up. <laughs> so this is my thing. This is my take from it. Morally, it would have been nice. It would have. Um, but the story goes, his son asked him for lunch because his mom don't feed him. That's her fourth kid. We have to be accountable as human beings at some point. Um, if they were married before, I can see that. And also, my thing is, women set the standard. My great-grandmother always taught me, if you meet a woman with kids, you have to accept what's come with her. That's real. We're not going to look past that. But at the same time, she didn't set the standard of him having to do certain things for the other kids because, obviously, he's not accustomed to doing it. Not even a little bit. So my take from it is that she is wrong for how she went about it. She could have easily asked or talked about how he brings other kids food. I'm bringing his kids food, not the other kids. But how she went to try to expose him. You take the food he brought, throw it down on the ground. And you're talking about he getting mental the, issues. Yeah, you're, you're throwing the food down the ground, destroying the food for your kid to eat. Now all of them is hungry. And you're saying that you don't get your food stamps to the 11th. But it just seems like you're not rationing out your your money, your food stamps. You're not organized and structured enough to have all these kids. That's just what it sounds like. And if he is obligated to bring other kids food, then you got to split that bill with him because it's a bill you guys both have. Coochie control. It's yeah. got to be coochie control. Hey, Ma'am, I'm, I'm telling you, like, he's pulling up every day. Everybody's just McDonald's. Yeah, but think about bring your kid lunch every day. What if he ain't got the money? Like, what if he's living pay, paycheck to paycheck? Nobody thinks Man, about the dad. That's what I'm saying. The dad's working like, it too. No one ever yeah. thinks about the dad. And that's my issue. You know, we can't get assistance. You can't get nothing. But, you know, you're expected to put out. That's why I told one of my caseworkers. Like, hey, well, how you maintain? I breathe air. 
like everybody else, you know. <laughs> they sure they took my shit up too. They said, hey, charge him more. So you're a smart Negro. He's a, he's a smart mouth. You're going up. No, seriously, but I don't like how it was displayed, you know, that he was any of the issue. You know, what he was really doing for his kid. Like, literally, what if I got 10 bucks and my kid's hungry? Do I starve him because your kids ain't gonna eat or do I make sure my son eats? Like, having your own flesh and blood alive and eating you is much different, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that, you know, I tell people all the time, men aren't maternally connected to kids. That's why you have to applaud a dad who tries. Because men are not connected. Like we don't, we don't birth, we don't birth the baby. We don't carry the baby. We're really getting to know a stranger, and that's just being honest. Like the kid, baby don't even need the dad for months. You know, like you can still be there, of course. But you know, what I'm saying you have to give the man kudos who wants to be in a kid's life and get to know a kid. So, damn if you do, damn if you don't. The man don't take his kid nothing because he might not have it. Then it's an issue. If you do take his something, now he got to bring everybody something. I actually seen I seen uh, a lot of women actually saying she was wrong. So it's kind of the first time I seen where I seen some solid women like, you know, nah, nah, she was out of pocket. There was a couple like, oh, he's not a man. And of course, the Internet is all going to go down. But I, I've seen a lot of women that were actually being very supportive of him being a father, trying to be a father. And then also saying that she's wrong for how she's going about it. Like, of course, you can talk to him, but how you're going about it is wrong. So I just think all in all, it's messed up because as a father, and as a man, you're trying your best and that might be his best. And you don't know that. And that's very unfortunate. And um, she just made herself look like a fool. And like, she can't take care of all the kids she got. She need to close her legs. But that's, that's another story, man. Exactly. I was say that's another story, An man. Another thing that's given up, what's going on in Cali? Um, some Seattle need to be doing. Sure. <laughs> Washington um, State with their whole ass. California's proposed a thousand and fifty dollar, you know, ten fifty thousand fifty dollar, um, like a stipend for everybody because of inflation. You know, everything going up, the money, you know, everything's high right now. So they're thinking, you know, giving back to their people, which is excellent. What is Seattle doing? What is going on? There's more enough money here. There's more enough money here. <laughs> like feed the people. Feed the people. That's why I, the pandemic really showed you what they could do if they wanted to. Here's some money. We, we came up with it out of nowhere. You know, like it's crazy, man. Yeah, I um, I definitely got a chance to really just think about what all the other states are doing just with the marijuana reform. Um, also with what's going on with these uh, these kind of like uh, relief checks. It's sad because Washington State has a lot of funding, have a lot of money taxes high as giraffe's ass and we don't have any extras or get any stipends or any relief they're gonna fix the freeway man that freeway been getting fixed man tacoma been working on itself for 30 years and they've been tearing up i-5 every night for the past two three months they're gonna take care of everything else but the people and we keep this thing going so it's very unfortunate and it's disheartening because every time i open the magazine or read something it's about how these other states are giving people chances to own licenses and grow ops. And then they're also saying, oh, well, we're gonna give these people a relief check. You know, everybody in the state of California, you know how many people's there? And you can give everybody a thousand dollars. It might not seem like a lot to you, but think about this time that we're in. But it's it's also Seattle and Washington State's targeting too. Cause there's a lot of programs out there that we don't know about, you know, that we gotta get in line about. There's a lot of stuff that people, that they're not putting out for a reason, but they're out there. You know, I, my homegirl Yo was telling me about a program that helped her sister buy a house that anybody could get, you know, and it's through the city, like it's a real program, but no one knows that, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just 
the city choosing to put out the resources to the right crowd, right people, right targets, because they're out there. There's plenty of things around us right now. There's people who still getting pandemic help probably, you know, but you don't know it. So I think it's more the city's fault. You it's know pork barreling. They basically send up people for the position. They know who's going to be there already. If you know somebody close to Ken, they're definitely going to make sure you get in there because you are somebody that's high, high up to them. But I don't um, – I don't agree with a lot that's going on in Washington State, but I applaud every other state that's giving help to the people of its community and the economy. Because, I mean, let's think about it, man. We're we're inflated a lot, especially in Washington State. Everything's up, groceries, all that. So, I mean, that thousand dollars or whatever you do offer is going right back into the economy. So why wouldn't you do it? It only makes sense. It doesn't make any sense that you don't. My dude from Cali said they might start the EDD again. I'm about to move to Cali. Oh, man, we the Cali, man. About to go get a mansion out there in Calabasas. You know what I'm talking about? In the valley. Hello. Uh, <laughs> what was we talking about? We were talking about uh, uh, today. They um, they finally handed down a sentence for Robert Kelly. Man, that's a tough one, man. Thirty years, man. Thirty years for uh, basically human trafficking. Him and Giselle Maxwell both got their sentences handed down today. Two yeah, different she cases. Yeah. She got twenty years um, for helping Epstein traffic. Uh, young girls and then r kelly got 30 years for trafficking young girls and racketeering, racketeering yeah so um they handed those sentences down today um as far as r kelly goes yeah i mean about that time you know he's a sick dude he's been through things but he's done a lot of things to people and he's been held accountable and um it was only amount of time it's unfortunate because in his age he gonna be in a long time but out. As 80 for, years old. <laughs> as far as Giselle goes, they should have gave her more time than that. She was a part of a of a ring, like a real ring. Oh, yeah, I mean, and just the politics that went into it and got tied into it, there should have been more. But I was surprised she got anything because you know how this stuff goes. So. It was too much on her. Like, she was in part of too much. And um, someone I was talking to was just basically telling me that um, they were just trying to make sure that she wasn't, like, cause they try to put her up there as a head, but she ended up being somebody that was a part of the yeah. you know, program, basically getting paid to do certain things. So it's unfortunate that these people were a part of that lifestyle and, um, sending love and prayers to the women that were affected. Um, it's definitely something that you need to be reimbursed for and free medical help, whether it be health wise, mental health, you know, therapy, therapy, yeah. yeah, whatever it is. These women that were affected by R. Kelly and Giselle Maxwell and Epstein and whoever else was involved. We need the parents to go to jail. That's my thing about it. R. Kelly needs to serve. He yeah. needs to serve his time. He needs to he needs to pay pay retribution in time and money to what he you know how he affected people what he did. I want the parents to go down too. There's so many parents who fed their children to him because of who he was, what he could do for them. I, I feel like when the money got low is when everybody like there's no way this goes on for so long. You know, there are the Me Too movements, the big you know. The, the, the capital gains and having a movement where everybody's joining in. So, of course, there's going to get people pushing behind it, you know, later on. But I feel like it just went on too long. Everybody's getting paid or everybody's benefiting in some way. Too many parents, like, hand-fed their kids to him, like, here. You know, even hearing the rumors and knowing. Like, I tell people, like, the generation before us, one or two, gener the one, one generation before us, they failed Aaliyah. Those songs are blatant as hell. Like, if you don't get what's going on, you know, they failed her because they really watched her go through that. You know what I'm saying? This old creep. So I'm not knocking what he's going through, but I feel like the parents who who don't protect their children, you know, off of trying to get clout and fame need, need some light. They need to be made accessories. I know, know for sure. I definitely seen some parents who admitted to just letting their child go. I ain't no way. I got two daughters. There's no way. 
you're about to just take them and tell them we're going to the studio. I'm in that thing too. They're not old enough to, you know what I'm saying? Literally, that's just crazy that on the parents and a lot of them were laid back because of who he was and what he could offer, like you said. And that's basically selling your kid away, too. So I do understand that point for sure, for sure, because ain't no way as a real parent, I don't give a damn. That's why a lot of parent and child relationships fail, because parents going to be the manager. They're going to be hands on. And in that situation, that's what they needed. They all needed that, not to trust a man who's saying, yeah, I'm this and I'm that and I can take your kid here and there and do this. And you see what happened. Um, so once again, sending love to all the women and young girls who are affected, not only by our Kelly situation, but the Epstein and Maxwell situation. Hope you get the retribution you deserve and also the peace, because I can understand that things can haunt you forever. Then people behind bars for a long time and hopefully they find themselves and can apologize and can, you know, kind of try to, you know, give uh, if, if not a positive outlook because they've done a lot of mess up stuff give some light on they can change and also can be spokesperson and proactive for the things they cause. So I hope that that does happen. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, before we go, I wanted to tell everybody have a safe 4th of July. We won't be back before then, huh? No. No. And I don't want to hear any stories about no hands getting blew off. I don't want to hear no stories about you accidentally shooting yourself or shooting somebody else. Just have fun. Like, I really was just thinking about that. Like, I don't hear no weird stories, no horror stories, no bad news. Just have fun. If you can't control it, you know, don't drink and drive. Like, I just want people to be smart. I'm so sick of the holidays where there's one, you know, statistic, you know, whether it's a DUI, whether it's this and that. It's just stupid stuff. So before we get out of here, well, I'm saying you guys stop drinking and driving. We're here now. Where am I at? Stop drinking and driving. <laughs> then stop. Uh, <laughs> Sal, man, he's treacherous. Um, and if you can't handle fireworks, don't set it on fire. We had a we had a party one year, and we we went to lawns. We do everything. We tell our exact words: don't blow anything up, don't set it on fire, man. Like twenty minutes later, neighbor's roof's on fire. Neighbor's bush was on fire. This idiot threw a uh, what's it called? Uh, damn our, our, artillery, artillery shell, shell yeah. over in their yard, and wasn't even their roof. It was the tree. Oh, yeah, the tree was and on the fire. the tree was on. I've never seen nothing unfire to the courts where the water hose is hitting it and the water is bouncing off of it. It's literally cooking the water as soon as it hits it. I had hit that water, that uh, tree with, I was probably sat there for like probably 15 minutes just letting the water pour on it. It's had on white. I remember our outfit had all white on. It was bad, man. Oh, I was supposed to the white and red low top 11s. Yeah, we saved it, but man, it was, it was treacherous, man. So like you said, be safe out there. Don't drive drunk. Get an Uber or arrive with somebody or stay the night where you at. Um, make sure you handle fireworks correctly. What I want to say before we got out of here was shout out to um, Sky Blue. They've been handling their business for a long time. That's me and Ronnell's family. Such is life. They always have held us down. And this this past uh, in the draft, Paulo, who is a Sky Blue athlete, was selected first overall, man. And it's just been a big celebration ever since. So shout out my cousin, Reg. Shout out Mar. Shout out Shiny, man. Everybody was with uh, Sky Blue. You know, me and bro's family, we are Sky Blue. So it's definitely a blessing to see the things that's happening around it and how it's going up, man. So I want to shout out Reg and Sky Blue for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, it's, it's like a winning season for Seattle in so many ways. Uh, I think you said uh, our local restaurant comedian won a big award. Like so many... So many people, whether it's jobs, graduations, uh, master's degree. They had like, exhibit in there today at Chameleon. 
He came in there, uh, some show or something he's doing. He was in comedian. So Seattle's winning, man. You got to get with the winning team, man. Get right or get left, man. That's just that's how I'm going to end it. It's a winning season. No, a lot of people winning, and it's only greater winnings, wins coming. So get in line, man, or step to the side, because I see not only just me, myself, or who we're around winning, but a lot of other people in different movements are winning right now. And I'd like to congratulate you all and let you know I support you. And also, man, we're going to do it again, man. We're going to do all this again, man. Seattle's winning, man. It ain't stopping. I promise you that. It's been too much going on, too much winning. They got to come to this corner and check on us for real. I'm about to get only fans. <laughs> All right, man. It's been episode 25. I'm really. Only fans is VI at. When the blue notes, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson jazz. When the blue notes, that's a mobby pass. Blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson Jazz.